Welcome to the Chapel Hill Academy podcast, featuring messages from our weekly chapel service. Located in Chanhassen, Minnesota, Chapel Hill Academy offers biblically-based Christian education, junior kindergarten through eighth grade, and holds a passion for Christ and a commitment to provide an education for life. We invite you to learn more about us at chapel-hill.org. All right, we are uh, fortunate today, we're so blessed that we get to hear from some students and uh, Mr. Wassenauer from Southwest Christian High School. They went on a missions trip recently, and we have a few students who are on that missions trip, and they're going to share about their experience. And we so much want for you each to have a part of your life where you think of, how can I be a part of missions? And that's part of the reason we even do the offering, but there's so many different ways. And, and maybe it'll be soon, maybe it'll be down the road where God is going to call you to go serve people in a different part of the world or a different part of the city. City. And so uh, we hope that you'll be blessed by their encouraging words and sharing their story of their trip. And so I'm going to invite them up here now. And if you could just give them a big round of applause. And we will let them introduce themselves and share a little bit about their trip. Well, good morning. Thanks for having us. My name is Mr. Watson. I've been here a handful of times, been able to speak at chapel. So it's always a fun, fun time to come see you guys. You guys sing awesome. That was really cool to hear all your voices do, oh, come all you faithful. So there are four seniors sitting to my left. Three of them were in your seats years ago. Three of them graduated from Chapel Hill and loved coming back. They came back and said hi to some teachers um, and just loved being back. So I'm going to introduce them, and then I'm, we're going to tell a little story, and then they'll share a little bit about what happened when we went as a senior class to a special place called the Dominican Republic. This is Griffin, and Brenna, and Abby, and Matthew's on the far end. It's a really good group of kids. So we've got some pictures for you. We'll describe a little bit what we did and then tell, tell you some stories, and they'll be speaking most of the time. But I wanted to start off by saying we live at the Star. We live in Minnesota. That's on the northern part of the United States. And you can see there's an arrow, a red arrow, that goes all the way down southeast to an island. And that island has two countries. One is Haiti, and one is the Dominican Republic. And so we went to the Dominican Republic, and I don't know if you can see the circle there, but the biggest city, there's over three million people in the city of Santo Domingo. Can you guys say that? Santo. Piece of cake, you guys got it. So that's where we were. We spent time with some friends and a Christian ministry there, and we, some days we went to the east, and some days we went to the west, and some days we went to the north, and had a lot of different things going on, and we kept us busy, and it was a really good opportunity. So let me ask you this first. Raise your hand if you kind of know what a missions trip is. Great. Does anybody, one person, I'll have to look, not a corporate partner, you're not allowed to raise your hands. Okay, um, right there, third row in the pink. Yep, you girl, you had your hand up. Nope, you're looking. Yeah, you. Perfect. What's a missions trip? Yes, perfect. Give that young girl a hand. Nice job. 
So our big purpose was to tell people about Jesus and share Jesus' love. And we do it in a lot of different ways. And sometimes we went to serve people and just take care of kids. Sometimes we worked on a house. And then sometimes we were able to talk to some friends. So we did a lot of different things. So one of the first things we did was we visited a place where orphans live. An orphan is someone with really no parents. They don't have parents. And so they're in a house that was about three stories tall. Oop, went go back one. There, oh, you're quick. Somehow we have a little glitch, but that's okay. This place is called Casa de Luz. In Spanish, that means house of light. And it was started by a family that had a child that could not walk or talk, and it had, disabled, uh, had disabilities. And so we went there to share Christ and share love. So I'm going to ask you guys, who would like to tell a little bit of story about what happened at Casa de Luz? Yeah, I can. So, um, like Mr. Wass said, we went to Casa de Luz. Um, it's an orphanage for little kids with disabilities. Um, and we were just fortunate enough to just spend time with them for a day. Um, we each went one time, I think we all went different days, but we could just um, play with them, talk with them. They don't really respond too much just because they have disabilities, whether it's physical or it's in their head. Um, but just being able to be there, put a hand on them, uh, rub their back, just talking with them, uh, really brought them a lot of joy and it brought them a lot of happiness, which was really cool to see. Um, just getting over the awkwardness of not being able to have an interaction with someone because of the language barrier or just because they're not the same as you, but um, it was really cool to see everyone just have a great time with all the kids, pushing them up and down the, the uh, hallway and strollers and just having a great time. How easy was it for you going into a room of little children that couldn't walk or talk or even eat on their own? What was that like and what did you feel and kind of maybe how did it go over the course of the day? Yeah, it's a really difficult experience because you see this and your heart just immediately breaks. Um, just going in and seeing that they're all lying down on beds and some of them really just unable to move. Um, it's really sad to see and you kind of have to get past that and just um, step out of your comfort zone so that you can go and just love on the kids. Um, and we were also able to feed them during lunch, which was a really cool experience, but it takes a long time, you know? You gotta be patient with the kids and you just gotta show them God's love and that's what we were able to do. Anybody else have a memory from what went on that day at the House of Light? Um, I have something. So Matthew kind of said it, but everybody speaks Spanish down there and not everybody speaks Spanish up here. So it was kind of fun to see my classmates who know maybe two words in Spanish try to communicate with these kids because they can't communicate back to you really, but they, they can hear you, they really can. Um, so it's kind of funny, all my classmates just, hola, <laughs> that's all I know, hola. But these kids, they just wiggle with joy and it's, it's really cool to see how much you can impact someone without even being able to speak their language. There was one little boy, his name was Christopher, um, and he would get the biggest smile at, from just you blowing on his knees. Um, and it was such a cool experience just 
to be able to bring him a lot of happiness just from something simple as blowing on his knee. I think one of the things that we forget, I certainly do, and I'm a lot older than you guys, so I forget more, but I remember some things, is that, do you guys like playing with friends? Of course you do. Part of the day today, you're going to get to play with friends. Maybe you go out to recess, you play uh, Foursquare, or go into gym class and with Mr. Carlson, do all sorts of fun stuff with other kids. None of these children really can do things with other kids. And it's hard. And yet, it was really cool to see, and I got to see this, when these students were walking around the halls and spending time with each one of these children, their smiles were as big as um, the screen. Right, you see the little boy on the left? He's actually 14 years old, or 15. He's 14 or 15 years old, and his body just cannot develop. It's just not working right. And the fact that I got to see um, these guys and their friends hang out with those young people and give them, give them a big, big smile was really a picture of how God brings joy, can bring joy, does bring joy to every single person in the world, no matter if they live here or there or if they are healthy or not that sort of stuff. It's really, really cool. I thought it was cool to see them do that. It was awesome. That's not all we did. We also went to another place, and this is kind of weird. You might think it's kind of scary, but it really isn't. We're going to a place where there are elderly people that have a, have a disease called leprosy. Does anybody know of a story in the Bible about leprosy? Lots of you do. All right, who's, who's got a big, loud voice? Especially because it says I can't see. All right, white shirt, second row. Yeah, I can't, yeah, you. Wow, wow, well done. Nice job with that. It was 10, but you know what else happened? Jesus healed some other lepers, so he, he at least saw 12. So at some point... Nice job. That was a fantastic job. Well done. I'm really proud of both of you for knowing what the Bible says. And the big idea is that Jesus loves people with disease. And he's willing to heal them. And, he's, and back then, this is a long time ago, back then if you had leprosy, if I had leprosy and Griffin touched my hand, he would get leprosy. It was that contagious. And so the rule was you didn't touch lepers. And so that means they didn't get hugs. They didn't get high fives. They didn't get knuckles. They didn't get a, a kiss from mom or dad. So that's kind of a bummer. Now today's leprosy is contained a little bit by medicine. So as you can all see, <laughs> we don't have leprosy. So today we can go hug them and spend time with them, and that's what we did. So who would like to share a little bit about your time at the Leprosy Center? Yeah, I can, um, I can share a little bit. Um, I guess I, w I didn't really know what to expect at the, at the Leprosy Center specifically, because going, um, going in, like I knew a little bit about this disease, as Mr. Walsh just described, it's, it's, um, it's, pretty, it's pretty crippling as a disease. And 
most of the people at the facility we were at are very elderly people whose families, like who, who don't see their families, who don't see their friends, um, who don't see the people they knew in their life before they had um, leprosy. And uh, we'd go in, we'd go in and we'd talk to these people and we'd go in and we'd ask for, it, for prayer requests from them to see if they had anything for, that they wanted us to pray for. And a thing that was super humbling for me personally was that when we asked this question, a lot of them, they, they would mention their, themselves and their own personal situations like last uh, on the list of things they wanted us to pray for. And a lot of what they wanted us to pray for was things like the other people at the, at the facility, they want us to pray for like the, the overall pain in like the world. They want us to pray for their families and friends and like some of, and some, some of these people, like their families and friends like left them here and like don't want to see them. Um, so that is just a very, very humbling thing to say, I think. Um, and they, they wanted to know how we were doing and they said they were praying for us to get home safely or like, like on the flights and everything. And it was just extremely humbling to see such selflessness from people who you would assume like everything should be focused on them at that point, but just so selfless as people. And it was amazing to see that. Yeah, so when I went to the Leprosy Center, um, I just met, I met like all, all of them. And then I went and hung out with one guy. His name was Miguel, I think, yeah. And we taught him Uno, which mm -hmm. was really cool for him. And it was kind of hard because, like, who, who knows how to play Uno in here? Yeah, like a lot of you, right? But he didn't know how to play Uno. So we had to show him, like, oh, this color goes with this color, and you can put this number on this number. And that was really cool to see. But um, while we were playing, he was talking to me. And what little I could understand is he was saying that he, um, he wishes that he had someone to play Uno with all the time. And that was really sad because, like, in the Bible times, the people with leprosy were outcast and they were not allowed to see people or touch people or they had to scream, like, unclean, unclean, whenever they were getting near people. And in today's day and age, it's the same for those people. Even though they are not contagious and they are not unclean and they are humans and they deserve love and Jesus loves them, um, people treat them like that. So it's very hard for them. But it was cool to see my classmates just go and um, just bring a little hope and some love and joy in their lives, which they so desperately need. So that was a really cool experience for me to just see. Oh, um, so that's me. <laughs> Um, the lady in the bed, her name is Mercedes. Um, she, you can't really see, but her body is very, very small under those covers. She was very sick, but um, we just had a really meaningful interaction, and she was such a sweetie, and nothing she said was about her or sad. It was all about, oh, you guys are all just so pretty and strong and handsome, and thank you for coming, and yeah, like um, like we've been saying, a lot of these people didn't get visitors, like, ever. Like, it was just the nurses there. And they were amazing, but they've got everybody to take care of. So um, it was just really nice to be able to be that person for each of these people at or, um, the Leprosy Center. I'm going to ask Abby to go back one picture, because I, I wanted to let you know that one of the things we tried to do is... is share lo the love of Jesus in a tangible way. And some of that is spending time and, and, and hanging out. But the, the, the nurse there has a bag of medicine. 
and I, I don't say this to pat anybody on our backs except the Lord, the Lord gave us the money to bring some medicine for those folks. And so we wanted to do that. We wanted to be friends and have an ongoing relationship with them. And then, and then this, the picture on the right is of Julia with a man uh, that probably had not been hugged for as long as uh, I can tell, months. Or whenever visitors come, it's very unique that, that somebody actually gets to be um, holding hands. And uh, like, I need hugs. <laughs> I love hugs for my wife, uh, my kids. And I think we all do. And this gentleman, I think they, he probably hadn't had a hug in years. And Julia was able to give him, give him a, a special gift of touch. And it meant a lot to Julia, too. So it was a way to tangibly say, Jesus loves you. And it was kind of a cool thing. A lot of our time was spent at a, oh, there's a bug. <laughs> That's a big bug. They have those in Dominican Republic. But he was a friendly one, so I took a photo. He's high. <laughs> Last year, some people found those bugs in their suitcases on their way home. So that's gross. That's a special gift that we got from the Dominican Republic. <laughs> okay, then another big part of our week, and, and we want to spend a little bit of time talking about this, was building a house for a person and a family, a family of four people that didn't really have safe and dry housing um, so I'm going to just open up the, the floor for you guys to show some pictures and tell a little bit of story about what it meant to literally build a home for a family. Um, so I can like introduce kind of the spot that we were doing it in. Um, so we got there in our bus, super cramped, like packed, like three people to a seat, three sweaty, tired people, but we were so excited. It didn't matter that much. Um, and there were kids running at the side of our bus, waving and tapping the bus, and they swarmed us when we got out. It was just, it was amazing. Um, so we get there, and we see this hill about from us to, I don't know, you sixth graders back there. And it is a muddy hill. And there is a spot at the top of the hill where we are building a house. So um, uh, when I was there specifically, it was rock hauling day. So a big truck came, dumped off all of its rocks at the bottom of the hill, and how, we had to carry it up the muddy hill. How big was the truck? Um, well, first the first truck, wasn't, it wasn't so bad. The pile was probably like that big, and it was very wide around. It took us maybe half the day. So we got that one done, and we were just exhausted and happy that we got it done. But then another truck comes rolling in, and this truck is two tons of rocks for us all to haul from the bottom of the hill to the top of the hill. Um, and this hill, you could barely walk up it. And we were carrying buckets about as heavy as most of you guys out here. Um, so we were trying not to drop those, trying not to slide on our butts all the way down. It was, it was very difficult. But when you're doing it for a family who doesn't have a house, really, we, we had fun with it, even though... I was sore for days after we got home from lifting all those rocks. Yeah, so I was also there that day. Um, that was like, so each day we, a group would go to like specific places if that wasn't clarified. And um, my group was there the entire day and another group came and helped us halfway through. Praise the Lord, it was so bad. But um, so like she said, the second truck came and it, the top of the 
truck hit the trees. So that's how big it was, probably this whole room. It was really bad. And um, just like the sense of just, just so much like disappointment, not disappointment, but more like just like exhaustion kind of just overtook, I feel like a lot of us. We had already been working for about um, three hours. And so that was, but um, we actually ended up getting it done that day before sunset, that was our timeline. And it had to have been a God thing because there was no way in the world that we were given that much energy or that we were given that much strength. We were given six buckets and two barrels, one barrel at the beginning and then two by another man, which was so nice of him. And about, oh, about a few of us came and we just did all of these rocks and some of us played with the kids. I'm with this little girl right here in this picture and she didn't speak any English, but all she wanted to do was cuddle. So a lot of us just had the kids with us and we just hugged them and we played with them and it, it was we were dirty they were dirty but they were just they were just the most amazing kids in the whole world jesus was just full like completely in those kids and it was just so amazing to see them and they loved us so much and like i would have dirt on my hands and they would come and they would try and like wash it off with their shirts and they have very little like that's probably her only outfit she owns and she was willing to get it completely muddy just so i could have clean hands so yeah so i was a part of the second group that came in on the rock day and you guys, those rocks were so heavy. We cannot stress it enough. Those were, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And I'm so amazed as to how the first group was even able to make it through that day, get up the next morning and do it all over again. I, it, it just blows me away how, how much strength God gave them that day because I was exhausted and I was only there half the day and they were doing that way before we even came. Um, and it was so cool just to see God working us that way and just to give us the strength for the rest of the trip because that was right at the beginning. That was the third day that we were there. And, um, we were there for a whole week. So it was only about halfway through the trip. So we still had to do a lot more, but God was good enough that he allowed us to continue on and to finish the house. Uh, well, I was not there on the rock day, so... I can't speak about how bad that was, but um, but I know uh, well, I was there the first day of my trip. The first day of my trip was spent at the construction site, um, and again, didn't really know what to expect. But like Brenna described, um, it was it was sort of like this hill, and at the top was um, was what we were going to be building. And when we showed up there the first day, it was just um, like a slab of concrete. They had like poured poured the you know the foundation of the ground, and that's that's all there was to it the first day. And um, that day we built, we built like the walls and the, the structure, the foundation of the house. Um, and we put on a little bit of the roof, um, like hung some drywall and just, just got the structure together um, in general. And I, I can say it was, it, was, it was amazing to see all of my classmates, um, you know, work together for this project and like humble themselves selflessly to, you know, do something for someone else, it's just an amazing experience to see, um, you know, your friends and people you've spent, you know, the past four years with, and and all working together to, you know, help someone like to help someone else. It was a, it was a blessing to be able to do to help someone else with, you know, with what you have to them, with what they don't have. So. So one of the things that that I hope you guys hear down the road, um, 
that God does a lot of different things in our lives in a lot of different ways. And he uses us in ways sometimes that are hard, sometimes that are easy, uh, but that all the time it's to bless other people or to teach us a lesson and really to draw us closer to himself first and foremost. So let me ask you guys this question. How did you see God work either in your life or in one of your classmates' lives? And kind of what's a, maybe a big takeaway, like God did this to me or for me? Um, I'll start. So uh, a big thing that I saw just in my classmates, first of all, were that um, like the boys in my class just really stepped up this whole trip. The girls did great too, but it was just something that was so like cool to see. The boys in my grade are kind of goofballs and um, it's just kind of who they are and they're great. But um, I just saw them step up and lead and work so hard. The construction days, we had more than one construction day. We had like, like four, yeah, it was, it was intense. But we would get these five minute mandatory breaks because it, it, was, it was super, super hot down there, like, like 90 degrees. Think of like the hottest day on summer where you wanna be at home with like ice cubes and like ices and stuff like that. That was what we were in, but working in. And that was just like, it was cool to just see how they would work so hard with these buckets and this barrel. And then when they had their breaks, they would go and they would pick up a kid. And then instead of taking a break, they would go play with someone and work even just as hard that whole entire day. And that was just something that impacted me and just made me realize like, I love my class and um, a lot of people there are just so amazing. And we just all kind of got to see a different side of all of them. Um, a big takeaway that God had for me was that um, sometimes it's hard to remember that God is a God of America, but he's also a God of other places like the DR, and he doesn't change, and he's very constant, and he is very loving and powerful. And that was just a big thing to see for me is that when I go away, he doesn't change, and he doesn't change like no matter where I am or what country I'm in. And that was just like a big thing for me to take away is that my God is a God of everyone, and he loves everyone. And it's not always just about me in my own little world. So that was a big thing I took away. Um, I'd say another takeaway um, for me personally was kind of what I was describing about the Leprosy Center and sort of, you know, the construction site as a whole and everything like that. It is, um, it was that well, there's this verse in Mark, uh, Mark 12, 41 through 44, where it's, um, it's about a, it's, you've probably heard this story before. It's, it's, it's when the disciples and Jesus are in the temple and uh, a rich man comes in and he, and he gives a lot of money. He puts a lot of money into, you know, the no, do, donations box, you know, kind of like the donations box you guys have here. Um, and then there's this, uh, there's this very old woman who comes in and she puts uh, two, two copper coins, which the Bible says was worth like what would be worth to us, like one penny. Um, and so Jesus turns to his disciples and he says, um, I'm paraphrasing here, I don't have my Bible with me. Um, but he, 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 says, he, he says something like, she, uh, she, she gave, like, blessed be to her, she gave everything, everything she had. And um, I, think, I think especially at this little village we were at, and even at the leprosy center, it's like they, they have nothing, but they're so willing to, like, 
they're so willing to give up themselves. And like the people we were working with at the construction, like that's a that's the, the people who supplied the the stuff we were using. That's like an actual construction company. And correct me if I'm wrong, they do that for free, don't they? We partner with them to help them, sure. but they donate their time. Sure. Yeah, they donate their time. They um, I mean, it isn't like the family isn't paying them to build this house. Like they're 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 giving, you know, they're giving their talents. They're giving what they have, and it's a really beautiful thing to see. And it was it was it was very beautiful to see. I think the biggest thing for me was just seeing all the joy that God brings to the people in the Dominican Republic, whether it was at Casa de Luz or at the construction site. Um, God was just there, and the people are in such tough situations, whether they don't have a lot of money or they're disabled, but they have so much joy, and that just like shouted to me what God's character is, uh, brings to us, that there, we should have joy in all situations, um, whether things are good or whether things are bad, and I think that that was just a really good reminder. Yeah, I think along with that, um, a big thing in mission trips is you go somewhere where maybe you think of them as a lot less privileged as you, they have less stuff, they don't maybe have a good house or a soft bed, and you guys do have that, and it, you learn to be super thankful for the things that you have, because when you go far away and you see kids that are perfectly happy without an Xbox, they'd take a stick over an Xbox any day, and they will be way happier about it. And it, like Matthew said, the joy that they had there, just for everything that they had, which was very little, they had so much joy in everything. And that was God. And they, everyone you meet on the street, you say, God bless you. And they say, God bless you more. Like they, they just, and they, even we went to a church service also, which was really fun. Um, <laughs> so everything was in Spanish, but our translator went along. So she translated everything. Um, even their worship was just on fire. They were so happy. They loved loving God. And it was just really cool to see because, you know, people like us where we go to a Christian school, we talk about Jesus every day, but sometimes it just becomes normal. But they learn or they are thankful for that every single day and they are joyful about doing it every single day. I hope you hear from these guys that they learned a lot from God, and God has something for you today and for us as we go back to our school, as you guys stay in here. He wants you to love him more. He wants you to bless others, too. In fact, you know, one of the greatest purposes that he is blessed to know is to, that he blessed you to bless other people, to encourage them, to give a kind word, to uh, say good things to um, but also in that way to trust God to, to make you better. And that's one of the things I saw in, in these four and then the other students that went along is that they trusted God to do things in them that were maybe hard because God's good and he wants the best for us. Would one of you like to pray for our Chapel Hill friends and uh, give thanks for this morning? I'll do it. Okay. Um, please pray with me. Dear Lord, um, thank you for this day. Thank you for this amazing school that we got to come and speak to. Um, please bless them today as they um, just go on about their day, getting ready for the Christmas concert and school and classes, and um, just help this talk to resonate with them and that they all have a great day. Amen.